0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show the person who puts together the Poetry Superhighway website for you, and generally a kind of nice guy. It's good to have you with me. This is our August 2014 edition of the program, and you, as you are every single month, with some exception, but certainly today and now, are invited to call in and read your poetry. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We'd love to hear what you have to read. So call in. We'll be broadcasting for the next hour. It's an open reading. We have no content or style restrictions. We just want to hear what it is that you want to share. And also, let us know what's going on in your poetry world. Maybe you've got a new book out you want to tell us about. Maybe you're super excited about your website and you want to send people there to to check it out. Maybe you run a reading series in the town that you live in that you can tell us about. Maybe god, I don't know, maybe you you uh, are running a contest or, uh, or or seeking submissions for a particular publication. Um, I don't know, and I'm not going to know until you call in and tell us. That's what it's about, not just sharing your poetry, but telling us what's going on in your poetry world. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. I believe you can call in via Skype uh, and other... Various buttons. If you have a microphone on your computer, you don't even need to use the telephone to do this. You could just be on the page and click the whatever it is—the little microphone button or the Skype button or whatever's there. I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at a different thing, uh, which is telling me who has called in, not how I can call in because I don't need to call in. I'm hosting the show. You see, so this is really all about you calling in. So take advantage of one of those options and call in six four six seven one six. 7362 as you may know we're in the middle of running our 16th annual poetry contest I think it's 16 it could be 18 I always forget the actual number but it's like in the teens and it's at least 15 and it's probably 16 this is the 16th year probably that we've done this contest we uh, solicit you to enter your poems it's a minimum not a minimum it's a one dollar per poem entry fee you can enter with as few as one poem or, you can enter 100,000 poems. Uh, as long as you're willing to pay $100,000, $1 a dollar for each poem, that's fine. Our judges, in case they're listening, probably just had a heart attack uh, listening to that. But, anyway, a dollar per poem entry fee. Uh, you, uh, you go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, slash PSH. Uh, click on the big banner that says, Contest! All the details are there on how to enter. Basically, you're going to uh, fill out a form first. Uh, Then you're going to send in your poems via the specific manner in which you are told on how to do that. And then you make a payment. You can pay via PayPal online or you can send a check-in. As soon as we get your payment, we will send your poems off to the judges. Uh, We have three judges of this year's poetry contest. They are Aaron Gardner, Douglas Richardson, and Hannah Dow. Um, Two of them were actually two of the winners of the three winners of last year's contest, and uh, one of them scored uh, tied for fourth. So these are people who uh, uh, won last year's contest and came in close to winning, uh, chosen by a completely different set of judges. They are reading all of the poems that, that get sent in, uh, once once the entry fee comes in. They read them, by the way, with your name removed. When when I receive your payment, I send the poems off to the judges with without your name included. So they're kind of blindly judged. judged. Uh, uh, that is, they have their eyes open and they see the words, but uh, they don't know who wrote them. Um, and any particular batch of poems they might get on a day might include just your poems or they might include poems from several different people, depending on how many... Uh, paid entries I received that day. They return the poems to me, uh, the, the titles that is, with scores next to them from zero to five. This goes on all the way through the uh, end of the contest. The deadline to enter is October 4th uh, uh, and, uh, and shortly after that I have all the scores back and we determine if someone outright won. Or if we need to have a uh, a second round of scoring, because there's a tie for the top three scoring positions, uh, which would be a very small second round, usually only one or two tie if that happens. And then that's it. Then we figure out who won. Um, Three people will win the contest. If you win the contest, if you're one of the top three scoring poets, you divide up all of the entry fees, money taken in. So if, for example, 500 poems get entered, Half of that money, 50%, goes to the first place winner. 30% of it goes to the second place winner. And 20% goes to the third place winner. Um, On top of that, the top three poems, uh, poets, will be featured as Poet of the Week on the Poetry Superhighway as part of winning. And you uh, you get the joy of telling everyone you know that you won a poetry contest with hundreds and hundreds of other entries, which is pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. What if you don't win the contest? Well... Besides the fact that you tried, and that's awesome, uh, every single person who enters our contest will get some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers just for entering. We've been able to do this every single year of our contest. And if you go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com slash PSH, and click on the contest banner or the contest 2014 contest menu item, you can see under the additional prizes uh, uh, area of that page There are over 200 additional prizes donated by people who are basically sponsoring the contest. They've donated poetry books, poetry chapbooks. They've donated subscriptions to magazines. They've donated photographs, uh, uh, original framed photographs. They've donated um, poetry packs of stickers um, with with words of poetry on them. They've donated... um, Uh, One guy, Roland Vasson, donated $250 uh, just to to add to the prize pot, which uh, that really only applies to the top three winning poets. So in addition to the entry fees that get divided up amongst them, that $250 will also get divided up amongst them. Thank you, Roland Vasson, for your generosity. Um, Check it out. Read all of these prizes. Um, We've uh, been really lucky that every single person who's entered the contest, we've been able to send them a prize just for entering. So even if you don't win the top three Scoring positions, you will get something just for entering, um, which is really, really cool, I think, and I don't know of any other contest that does that. So that's the news. That's what's happening in poetry, super Land. You've got until October fourth to to get your poems in. I recommend entering early um, like now, for example. Um, you know we get uh, we get entries kind of they trickle in every day when after the contest starts for a couple of months and then during the last couple of weeks of the contest uh... Um, they ju- they they tend to come in a lot more as people realize the deadline is approaching so put yourself uh, in the in the judges position and you're you know during the most of the contest you're getting five ten entries a day or even every couple of days Um during the last couple of weeks you start getting twenty thirty maybe more poems a day so you probably want your poems to be read by the judges when they're just getting a few at a time, when they can really spend time with them uh, and look at them. Not I, I, Well, not to say that they won't spend time with them during the latter part of the contest, but, uh, you know, think about it. Um, better your odds. Get your poems in early. Um, check it out. You can, uh, again, go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com, slash PSH, and, and find out all the details of the contest. Or, if you'd like, you can send an email to guidelines at PoetrySuperHighway.com, and uh, they will be automatically emailed to you. We don't actually need any more sponsors, but in case you want to get in on the sponsoring, uh, there's also a link on how to sponsor the contest there. uh, By donating as little as one book and agreeing to mail that book to uh, whatever contest entrance you're assigned to, uh, which could be someone on the other side of the world to to just to let you know that. Um, you get uh, listed as a sponsor on the contest page, and you get a free classified ad, a poetry-related classified ad, in our online classified section, as well as in our newsletter, which, uh, if you're listening, you probably get every week on, on Saturdays, which goes out to thousands of poets every week. So if you've got something to promote, uh, just for donating as, as little as one book, you can you can get in on that for the duration of the contest, which is basically through... October. That's that's pretty cool uh, uh, advertising for you. Uh, if you do want to get in, I hope you donate more than one book. That would be cool, or more than one thing. But if if you want to get in with just one, that's cool, too. All right. Well, I've babbled on long enough, which, by the way, is a phrase I find myself saying so many times a day to so many different people. It's time uh, to hear you and your poetry. The number to call in, again, is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 973 area code. Hello.
2: Hello, Rick. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Who's this?
2: Uh, This is Ron Bremner, and uh, I'm glad to be here tonight. And uh, I've got a poem called uh, Adeste Fidelis. Uh, It's about a theater performance, and uh, it's sort of uh, written in three acts, or, yeah, if you will. And uh, here it is. Let there be cold light in this breath-starved night. Let the shadows retract until the final act, for all must appear right. Let there be barren words cast upon the dust-gathering hordes. Let the mad author slip away in his mystery ship out of this smothered heaven's sight. Let the lush curtains fall on this weathered hall, let the troop take its bows to bless the silenced rose, and all will be deigned right. And there you have it.
1: Wow, what a great poem to start out the uh, to start out the afternoon with! Um, thank you so much for for sharing it, Ron. Where where are you calling from?
2: I'm calling from Glen Ridge, New Jersey.
1: Glen Ridge, New Jersey, fantastic. Um, and um, is there anything going on in Glen Ridge, New Jersey or thereabouts that you can tell us about in terms of poetry, live readings or anything that you participate in, anything like that?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I belong to a group called the Wright Group of uh, Montclair, New Jersey. That's W-R-I-T-E group. Uh, the Wright Group is a bunch of writers who have banded together for uh, support for right-centered events and, and gentle critiquing, if desired. We have uh, a lot of monthly events, including um, a uh, poetry study group, a uh, poetry workshop, and uh, uh, a showcase where we can read our uh, work.
1: That's very cool, uh, Ron. It's it's so great when um, like-minded artists can can find each other and and support each other in their work in in that manner. I'm I'm really glad to hear that's going on and. In Glenridge, and I hope someone else listening uh, is in the area and 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 learns about it and maybe uh, wants wants more information do you have a is there a website or a Facebook page or something people can check out if they want more info on that
2: uh, there is a facebook page for the right group um, i don't know the exact URL of it, but uh, if they can uh, they can look up the right, right group on facebook and we're, we're right there. Uh, I would like to mention that um, we have every Saturday morning we have a uh, what we call a free write we're at the Montclair New Jersey library at 10-15pm a bunch of us get together and we write to prompts and uh, anybody is welcome to join us so if anybody's in the northern New Jersey or even New York City area uh, we'd love to have you come
1: very cool very cool well Ron thank you so much for calling in thanks for telling us all about that and I hope you call in again
2: Okay, Rick, and thanks for everything you do for poetry.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
2: Okay,
1: bye. Uh, bye. All right, that was uh Ron Brenner calling from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, opening up the show, the strong piece and telling us all about the uh uh the group that he is involved with uh in uh, in Northern New Jersey, uh, which sounds like a very cool thing. Um if you haven't, by the way, uh in your travels in poetry, uh, gotten out of your own house, if you if you're if your adventures in poetry have been restricted to just uh, writing poems and 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 kind of being on your own and not sharing them, um, I highly recommend that you you find a group like uh, Ron was talking about. Um, whether it's something like that or whether it's just an open reading that happens in your area, it's uh, it's such a cool thing to uh, meet other people who are doing the same thing that you're doing, or or doing poetry maybe in a completely different way than you're doing, uh, but to to be able to Read your poetry in front of people and to develop a a cadre of colleagues uh, who are are all, you know, uh, writing poetry involved in this art is is a very cool thing. I can't recommend it more. Don't be nervous. And do it. Excuse me. I got something caught in my throat. Never good for live radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I drop dead, which I expect to happen in the next 45 minutes, I'd like to have our next caller a, uh, let's see, it's um, a blocked number, a series of ones. Who's this?
3: Hello, Rick. This is Michael. How are you? How are you doing?
1: Doing good, thanks. What's going on?
3: Okay, good question because Friday night at the Birmingham Museum of Art was the uh BMA speaks the poetry event, which back in May, um I don't have this exact but it got a recognition from a organization, the directors of museums, as um I'm paraphrasing as an inventive use uh activity uh in the museum. And so that was no, a recognition. I think that we either started in February of 08 or February or 9. But anyway, so this past Friday night was um, a reading of Japanese death points on haiku. And in fact, we had in our presence uh, the regional director, Southeastern director. Um, of the haiku, associate, um, uh, haiku American Haiku Association, and uh, she's the editor. You might want to know about this. Of prune juice, Do you know about prune juice, the Haiku Journal.
1: I'm only familiar with the beverage.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't know until I saw on Facebook that she's going to be attending, and then uh, she was. So I looked up prune juice, and it's, it's just it's the high If anyone's interested in haiku. And variations in the, uh, the with, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the hay bun, uh, which is a combination of prose, and um, it usually ends with uh, haiku. But I, I thought that I would um, kind of read some of those, you know, rattle some of those off. How does that sound, D?
1: Sounds great, Michael. Go ahead.
3: Okay. How can son be ruthless when mother was given... The middle name, Ruth Flat lines aren't finishing lines. Life exhumes with the bite. Earth-born, but the heart is not earth-bound. And I could go on, but you probably have some other callers, and I'm on my way to see the Hoffman movie. I thought <coughs> I had mentioned. It. Cool. Well, and, Michael, and, it's, and
1: it's, it's so it's so great to hear those. I I particularly like the Ruth pun. I, I one of my earliest poems um, was uh, a, a series of short poems that I wrote probably in the mid '90s, um, where I was I I was working at a temp job. Um, that was in an office that was connected to a mall and I had to walk through the May Company a department store, the May Company which no longer exists Um, and I I remember seeing uh, for for some reason I was (laughs) this sounds ridiculous to say out loud but I was particularly attracted to this one particular mannequin and um, so I wrote this series of poems about her mind you this is the mid-90s and I'm like 20 years old so keep that in mind as you're all judging me Um, One of the little poems that I wrote, I declared that her name was Ruth and that uh, people decided that without her, I would be ruthless.
3: Yes, I understand what you're saying.
1: I'm so glad. So you were saying, before I so rudely interrupted you, with a story about me? Oh,
3: no, no, I appreciate you sharing that, Uh, just... Uh, I feel honored that her middle name was Ruth and uh, her first name was Virginia and I don't I, someone was just telling me this week that they didn't believe in coincidence and I said well I don't either although there is a word in the dictionary for it but, but <clears throat> I know there's
1: a lot, there's of, a lot of words in the dictionary
3: yeah but there's a, there is a word a coincidence in the dictionary but I like to consider it a poetic deputy poetic coincidence <laughs> but I also know a lot of Virginias and um, they always, when they come in the name Virginia it just always feels right it seems right, oh another Virginia and then Edgar Allan Poe, the love of his life was Virginia and Annabelle Lee, he wrote that and it's pretty much agreed upon that it was about um, Virginia Clem she had died of consumption uh, which was common in that time and day and um, So, um, not even the angels in heaven above, nor the demons from down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of Virginia Root, my God-given Annabelle Lee. You have a good week, Rick, a good month, and hope to talk to you next month.
1: Sounds good, Michael. Thank you so much for calling in. Sure. All righty, that was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. I think it was actually, you know, typically... He he's calls in a lot. Typically he calls in uh, while he's driving, you know, towards the end of the show, he has to pull over. I'm, I'm only thankful that calling into the show hasn't killed him or anyone else. But don't call into the show if you're driving in your car people, or use hands-free. This is, uh, this is a safe poetry zone. Uh, anyway, Michael, good to, good to have you. As always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, number to call in for you. Is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. 716 Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Our next caller is from Hello, 310. 310 area code. 310 area code. Hello, 310. Hello. Hi. Hello? You should listen on, the, listen on the phone and not on the computer because there's a delay. So you're listening.
0: So. I'm listening on the phone.
1: Okay. Would you mind turning down the computer a little bit so, so we all don't hear? I'm okay, hearing my I own tur- voice, which, which I'm finding sickening. I don't know.
0: Okay. I, I uh, walked away from the computer.
1: Okay. Great. Oh, Hello. Does
0: it, does it work?
1: Works perfectly.
0: Okay. Great. Hi, Rick. Um, it's Jean Kolonimus.
1: Hi, Jean. From Welcome Topanga. back.
0: Yes. Thank you. Um, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing well and um, I just wanted to recommend to you and other people uh, who are in and around Ventura, there's um, every Thursday night except for the last Thursday of each month, there's a featured poet and an open mic at the E.P. Foster Library in Ventura. You can look it up online. I think it's on Main Street. Um, uh, let's see Marcia De La O and Phil Taggart uh, run it yeah do you know do you know about the site I, I don't mean, know
1: about, about the, the I don't know about that particular reading but I, I certainly know Marcia and Phil um, yeah uh, both of whom have been involved with poetry here in Southern California for many years uh, Marsha came to read at the Cobalt last year or maybe it was earlier this year now that I think about it um I absolutely love her work, and Phil has been a, a great supporter of poetry and of mine for for many years. So I'm, I, I would certainly, heartily uh, recommend anything that they're putting together.
0: Yeah, they're they're really great. Um, and uh, so uh, I, shall I read or?
1: I'd love to hear what you're. Yeah, please. Would okay. you? Okay,
0: this is um, I decided to read something about food since it's two-ish in the afternoon. Um, It's from a volume called Hiding in Plain Sight, and the title of the poem is Tripping the Borscht Fantastic. Hello, borscht, my mother's favorite soup. As I swirl shredded beets and sour cream, my mother's words appear in pink. She vouches for this sweet liquid's power to send her to a world without a temper tantrum husband, demanding children, dirty dishes. Lentil soup, she punctuates, may be good for the body, but borscht is good for the soul.
1: Well, that ain't nothing truer than that. Oh, I'm glad
0: you're another Borscht fan.
1: <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, um, uh, uh, so great to, uh, to... I mean, you know, poems that involve anything involving food, it doesn't have to be, you know, poetry. Food involving food is, you know, it's just... Um, it's an instant happiness, <laughs> an instant yeah. recipe for happiness, if you'll forgive the... Uh,
0: oh, forgive that's the, great. I love that.
1: <laughs> forgive the fun. So... Um, that's very exciting. I am, um, you know, uh, in that very vein, I have a poem called The Eating of the Jews, which um, mentions all kinds of things, which I actually made just recently made a spoken word track of. It, that Now you're thinking, you got me thinking, maybe I'm going to play that later uh, later in the is show. Is that but, the Matzo um, poem? No, uh, that's a whole oh, different poem. Oh, this is
0: another but, one. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I have so, to listen.
1: Please. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> well, maybe in, a, in about ten minutes I'll play that. Uh, okay. We'll have to upload it. But Jean, thank you so much for uh, for uh, sharing that poem. Do you, do, where can we find more from you? I, I know I probably ask you that every time you well, call in, but uh,
0: um, I am having a book published by Finishing Line Press. It's due to come out the end of September, uh, called Art Farm, and it probably can be found, I would say, the beginning of October, um, on Amazon. But I'll let you know further down the line. Also, um, I'm going to be doing a reading of Art Farm uh, as a featured poet up at Phil and Mo- up at the EP Foster Library, November sixth. So, um, so cool. And I know you're going to be a featured poet on Tales Poetry by the Sea, right?
1: Yes, yes I am, um, and uh, I'd have to look up the exact date, I know it's not in the next couple of weeks, otherwise I'd be panicking. No, it's
0: November, I think.
1: Oh, oh okay, <laughs> good, now I don't feel guilty that I don't know the exact date, but everyone save the entire month of November, because clearly there's two great poetry weeks happening, <laughs> and you don't want to miss them. I assume it's not during Thanksgiving week, because I'm going to be out no. of um, No, it's
0: the beginning. If I'm not mistaken, it's the first Sunday in November, but I wouldn't swear in it because I'm not that good with dates. But I know Ellen, and um, I think she mentioned that you were going to be there that day, but it it has to be confirmed.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I know my date is confirmed. I just don't know it offhand, but um, but there you go. All right. Well, um, well, Jean, thank you so much for calling in again. Great to hear your, your food poem. Now I'm starving, and it's 2 in the afternoon, and I shouldn't be hungry at all. But okay. uh, call in again. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. It was Gene uh, Colonimus calling from uh, here in Southern California, Topanga uh, Canyon uh, area, to be exact. Beautiful area of uh, Southern California, uh, separating the west end of the San Fernando Valley from the, uh, from the ocean uh, via a mountain range. Um, it's like a whole other world, Topanga Canyon. You should, you should come to L.A. and check it out if you're not here already. Well, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in, and I want you to call in and share your poetry. We've got about a half an hour left on the show is area code 646-716-7362. Let's have a good time on the air together. Um, I want to I want to find out what's going on with you and poetry. I want to know, I want to hear your poem. I want to know hear about your website, what's the readings you're involved with, etc. This is a great time for you to share with an audience um, um, who is exclusively interested in poetry. Did you know that um, about a thousand people listen to this show every month not not live uh, exactly but um, after we broadcast our shows and as whoever, however many people listen, listen uh, when I go back and check at the end of the month uh, when I'm getting ready to do the next show like about a thousand people every month have tuned in have listened to it in the archives so um, this is a great opportunity for you Uh, without having to be nervous at all because you're really sitting in your house by yourself or your apartment or your car or wherever it is that you have a phone uh, uh, to be confident and share a poem and tell people about what's going on in your world. 646-716-7362. I am going to play that spoken word track, my new one, The Eating of the Jews, and tell you something about that in a minute. Uh, But first we're going to get to our next caller, um our next caller is from the 617 area code. Hi.
4: Hello. Um my name is Helene Pillabosian. Hi Helene. And, hi. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks. Yeah. It's great to great to meet you online. I know I've I've, I've we've corresponded a little bit uh, uh online so this is this is great. Where are you calling from?
4: Yes, I'm from Watertown, hmm. Massachusetts. Hmm. Uh That's the town where uh, we caught the terrorists from the uh, Boston Marathon.
1: Well, thank you for that.
4: Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, I would like to read a short poem. It's from my new book of poems called A New Orchid Myth, published by CreateSpace. Okay, the name of the poem is Partners According to Wall Street. Plastic and polyester were modern pockets of manufacture, cotton's rival, and the dominant couple on the entrepreneurial scene. They were chic as cola at the Empire State Building, where fizz of height met fizz of drink and business angles and triangles walked hand in hand. At the Wall Street Stock Exchange, they vested investments at a rate of doubling, then celebrated Lady Liberty's lamp and personification with a curtsy and see. Aspiring architecture, St. Patrick's Cathedral, United Nations nodded to their nomenclature with stone and brick vestments. Then dusk, their chauffeur, brought them day-night distinction and a ride to their niche in every place, everywhere. And that's it.
1: (laughs) Great. Helene, thank you so much for sharing that.
4: You're welcome.
1: Do you... Uh, Do you participate in in poetry events in uh, in your area? Uh, I guess you're not too far from Boston, so you probably have quite a bit. Yeah. uh,
4: Well, I have participated minimally (laughs) up to this point. I hope to do more of readings, and I'm going to apply for them. Uh, But uh, one thing that kind of holds me back is that my books are – Self-published, and that there are so many poets around that the poets who are more traditionally published uh, do get the first opportunities.
1: Mm. But I
4: will keep, keep trying, and uh, sure well,
1: out- you know, as I you know as I mentioned earlier. Um, I, I think it's a great thing just to go to an, an event where there's an open reading and participate. So even if you're not the featured reader uh, for whatever reason, whether it's because someone who had a book published by someone else versus self-published you know, got that spot, um, participating uh-huh. in an open reading still gets you in front of a group of people for five minutes or so to share your poems. And And I found, at least it works this way in Southern California, you know, it doesn't really matter if you have a book out or not, uh, and who published it. If you, if you're participating in open readings and people enjoy what it is that you've done, you're you're going to get asked to, uh, you know, eventually be th- be the guest reader uh, at a particular place. You know, you have to you have to pay your dues a little bit to actually get out there, but it, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, a matter of, of having a book published.
4: Yes, yes. Well, I'm going to try that. <laughs> I'm going to try that.
1: Cool. Okay. I hope I hope you do. And call in again and let us know. Uh, let us know what happened. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a website or anything? If people want to see more of your poetry or, or Facebook or, uh, or yes, where can people go ahead? Yes,
4: I. do. Um, you can look up. I would suggest you look up my press name. It's O H A N Press. O H. Okay. O-h-a-n.
1: Great. Well, um I I will do that and um we'll find out and so anyone else uh listening who would like to as well can can do that. And um and fantastic.
4: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Helene. Thanks for calling in uh from Waterford. Thank-, thank you. All right, take it easy. That was um Helene Pilibosian calling from Watertown, Massachusetts, uh, reading her poem, etc. You know it's interesting. I'd love to hear if anyone has any thoughts on that. Um, you know, it used to be that there was a real stigma against self-publishing, And I'm sure that exists to some extent uh, uh, these days, but in particular, I, I think this really started in the music industry, since the tools are so readily available now for one to put their own material out, you know, um, uh, anyone. With a minimal amount of skills, can put together a very nice looking book um, that that is up on Amazon uh, right away. You know, uh, for the entire world to be able to to look at. You know, you, anyone can be published and put out nice material. Of course, you have to have uh, nice material to put out. You have to. You know, people have to want to read your work. And the tough part is really promoting it. But uh, is is that stigma still there for you, um, listening? Um, self-publishing versus getting published by someone else you know the truth is in terms of most small press publishing um you're essentially you know getting getting the approval of you know you're, well that's not the right way that i want to put it you're, you're you know it's basically one other person besides yourself deciding they want to publish your book most small presses are run by one one person you know so uh, uh what's really the difference if you choose to put your own work out that you decided to put it out versus one other person that may even be the case with with large presses for that matter and and in terms of what you can do for your own work you know most unless you get published by a major publisher who has a publishing uh you know a, a, a a publicity budget a promotional budget to be able to really get you out uh, on a book tour and 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 um and let people know about your book and and that kind of thing when you get published by a small press publisher and this is not a a, a diss of small press publishing by the way I'm I'm all for it I, I do it myself and um and I'm a, and a staunch supporter uh this is more um um for for the individual poet struggling to get their work out there you know um, but you know, most small presses don't have um, the kind of budget that large presses do. So if you're kind of holding out to get your book published by a small press who who um, um, is doing the best that they can, and they'll put your book out and they'll make it look nice and they'll get it up on the websites, but beyond some kind of internet press and maybe a couple local readings, you know, you're you're not going to get a a whole lot more out of it without really doing the work of of, of promoting it yourself. So um I'd really be interested in hearing what, what you have to say about that. If you're listening and you have some thoughts on self publishing versus small press publishing versus, you know, uh being being the needle in the haystack and, and getting getting a major uh, contract from a major press. What what do you guys think about that? Does it matter? Which which matters? Um all right. Again, the number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven Three We've got a little more than 20 minutes in the show. I'd love for you to call in and have the chance to um, read your poem, let us know what's going on in your poetry world, um, or give your thoughts on the question that I just asked. Um, I just promised to Gene Colonimus that I would uh, play this new spoken word track that I just put together um, that's sort of food-centric, kind of in the vein that... uh, that, uh, that, uh, of the poem that Jean read about Borscht. So this is, a po- this, is a, this is an old poem of mine that appears in my book, uh, I'm a Jew, Are You? Um, and it's a brand new spoken word track that I put together. Here it is. until the evening when I will join friends for the festive meal. We Jews eat like Italians. We have special foods for every holiday. Symbolic foods. Foods that make a statement to God as they travel into our mouths. Have you ever really thought about matzah? I have. It's intense. Matzah has so much meaning, it makes the dictionary seem like a Canadian. We even have special foods to eat when nothing special is happening. Let's talk kugel, kishka, falafel. Don't ask what kishka is, but kugel... I could go on about kugel for days. I will be well-fed tonight. There will be potato dishes that would kill most Anglos. And apples dipped in so much honey, the new year will be sweet enough to last through the naming of all our children. To be a Jew is to eat like our ancestors before us ate. Are you hungry? That's my, uh, that's my old poem, The Eating of the Jews. Again, that appears in my book, I'm a Jew, Are You? Uh, 30, 40-page little book I put out um, a long time ago um, that uh, you can check out on my website under the books, poetrysuperhighway.com, under books. It's there. You can read a few sample poems from it. It's also available on Amazon if you're interested. I think it's only $8. I mean, come on. 8 bucks. What else are you going to do with 8 bucks? Don't answer. Um, yeah. Um, so the cool thing about that, I just put that spoken word track together. That's actually that's turned into the bonus track. A friend of mine named Craig Taupman, who's kind of a mover and shaker in the uh, Jewish music world, um, every year puts together a um, a high holy days music sampler, um, a collection of of music tracks from different people that he releases in conjunction um, with the approaching Jewish High Holy Days, it's called Jewels of Elul Music Sampler. Um, and he um, selected that spoken word track, sort of, well, it's a different version of it as a matter of fact. I sent him a couple different versions. He picked a different one um, that will appear on that collection. Uh, uh, which will be released in the next couple of weeks and will be available I think for two weeks for free the entire collection of music on Amazon you can check out more about this whole project at dot Jewelsofelul.com, Jewelsof-E-L-U-L.com. Um it's an interesting thing where they uh, during this particular month they release kind of an inspirational essay by someone on a different theme every year every single day for this entire month leading up to the Jewish High Holy Days I had an essay in it uh, last year and this year um, there, as I mentioned this spoken word track that I released so, so that's, um, that's going to be on it and um, this, the version that you heard is not actually the one that's going to be on it that's kind of the bonus track isn't that exciting I now have bonus tracks I'm just pausing there to, to let the excitement sink in for all of you Alrighty, so um, I'd love for you to call in. We've got um, just a little over fifteen minutes left in the show. Call in and read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. As I mentioned uh, before, you can also uh, call in via Skype or just using the microphone on your computer by clicking the uh, the uh, microphone call-in button on the Blog Talk radio page that you're probably already looking at uh, because unless you've clicked on Facebook to listen, I don't even know how that works. I never get to listen to the show live because I'm broadcasting it live, so I don't actually know how it works to call in via a microphone via Skype, but I know that you can do it because people do it all the time, so you should do it. What are you waiting for? I don't know, 646-716-7362. Share your latest poem that you're excited about. Uh, Tell us about your newest chapbook that you uh, just put out or your new full-sized book or I don't know what it is that you've done in poetry recently. Tell us about that. Tell us about your website. Tell us about the reading that you host every week or every month. Tell us about the reading that you just show up to periodically because you love it. And you, you think everyone in the world, when they go to your town, should go to this reading. Tell us about that. That's what's going on here on Poetry Superhighway Live right now. 646-716-7362. I should reveal to you that a cat is licking my right arm right now. Felt important that I tell you that. Um, I mentioned already that uh, our uh, contest is running right now. We have over 130 entries so far in our Uh, 16th annual poetry contest Uh, that means 131 uh, paid entries have come in so far it's only a dollar per poem to enter enter one poem for a dollar enter five poems for five dollars enter 25 poems for $25 I could go on the amount of poems that you enter is equal to the amount of dollars that you pay to enter the poems that you enter all of that money gets divided up between the top three scoring poets Uh, that could be you by the way Uh, the judges read all the poems we have uh, three judges from different parts of the world actually two of them this year happen to be from different parts of uh, California one's in LA and one's in Ojai California and then our third judge Hannah Dow she's from the east coast so um, and if you win the contest not only will you divide up all of that entry fee money plus as I mentioned earlier the extra 250 bucks which is donated By Roland Vassen, which will be uh, divided up in in, uh, equal amounts, well, not equal amounts, 50% going to the top-scoring poet, 30% to uh, position two, and 20% to third place, uh, get to divide up all of the entry fees as well as that $250. (laughs) Um, You'll get published um, as as a winner of the contest on the Poetry Superhighway, um, and you will be invited in 2015 to be a judge of our 2015 contest the 17th con- year annual contest um, I want to highlight a couple other sponsors as well um, I already mentioned Roland Vasson who is uh, who donated that 250 bucks uh, but um, and this is uh, very cool um, a woman named Ashira Malka who uh uh has done this a couple of years in a row, um, has donated a hundred poetry packs. Can you believe that? A hundred poetry packs um it's uh, it's um, her website is two cpoetrycom two the number two, the letter c and the word poetry dot com. A hundred poetry packs with poems, stickers, and or cards written and designed by Shira Malka, which means that she's going to mail out a hundred poetry packs with stickers and cool little things in them to to people all over the world. That is, you know, it's one thing to donate even five books. That's incredibly generous. If you're going to donate five books and uh, send them to people all over the world... You know who uh, you know. You have to you have to package them up. You have to go down to the post office. You might be sending. You might live in Oklahoma and have to send a book to Zimbabwe if someone from Zimbabwe enters the contest. You know you have to you have to kind of put a little uh, postal money. Postal money. That's a kind of money now. Thank you. Postage. Um, you know, very generous of of people to do that. But she's going to send out a hundred poetry packs to people all over the world. My God. I don't know that I can afford to eat a hundred meals in a row, let alone send out a hundred poetry packs to people in Zimbabwe and England and Scotland and Australia and things like that. That's very cool. Books and Shovels, they they've donated a copy of the book No Photoshopping the Sun by Mad Hatter. You gotta check out Books and Shovels. They they um uh their website is undergroundbooksandshovels.wordpress.com and shovels dot WordPress dot com. They're doing a, a really cool thing. Um, This summer, Um, uh, the the poet uh, Jeremiah Walton is uh, is behind this project. And they uh, are basically traveling all over the country um, in a van that is essentially a bookstore. And they're stopping all over the place and setting up a pop-up bookstore, uh, selling books, doing readings, and things like this. I mean, this is incredibly... Grassroots, and you can check out all their adventures by going to undergroundbooksandshovels.wordpress.com they've donated a book Um, I could, you know, pick it Jean Colonimus who called in earlier she donated a couple of books to the contest including, this is so cool she's got her own book coming out she donated a copy of one of my books to the contest Uh, my my, uh, most recent title Nothing in New England is New which means she has to buy a copy of my book And then send it off to someone else in the world. That's cool. Thank you so much, Jean, for doing that, as well as a copy of her own book, Ant Farms. So um, it's just it's awesome. Uh, Jerry Garcia, I mentioned uh, a photographer, was donating photographs. He's a he's an LA poet and and a really wonderful photographer. Um, He's donating three eight by ten photographs from Jerry Garcia's Etsy collection, uh, black and white and desaturated photographs. such a cool thing to get his work in the mail. You can check out his website at www.etsy.com, etsy com slash shop, slash redfilterimages. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Let's see how many callers we can get in in the next 10 minutes or so. Our next caller is from the uh, 818 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? Ivan Dreyer. Hey, Ivan, how are you? Pretty good, how are you? I'm doing good. It's uh, Ivan Dreyer from Northridge, right? That's correct. See, I uh, remember occasionally a piece of information that is told to me. Very good. Um, Let's hear your poem.
5: Okay, it's entitled, Down to Earth. My little cocker conjures novellas with his nose keeping close to the concrete in his olfactory cartography of the local sidewalks, where vivid scenes are etched like grooves for his proboscis playback. Whole scenarios unknown to me are thus disclosed in t for later reference. His smell sense may paint a landscape more vibrant than the ones I survey, just smaller in scale. And if I fail to follow the minutiae of his plot lines, it's my loss for being obtuse, a blind observer in a universe of whiffs as when he sniffs the foliage for clues to the tiny tableau of elfin armies down below, being redeployed in his scented documentaries, before he posts his own bulletin for the next documentarian. I'm sure he wants to spread the news to me. He certainly tries with imploring eyes. They say dogs can diagnose the ills and emotions of other dogs, so perhaps his inquisition of doggy derriere is as probative as prurient. Certainly a panoply of scent, a color wheel of odor, are captured in his nasal camera. I wonder if it's like sonar for dolphins, his way to navigate the world I cannot see, but when I am too far above to stoop so low to know. He searches stones while I seek stars, sometimes stumbling on a step. With my eyes in the sky, I often miss with what's under my nose. And I suppose his inner TV is just as high def as my LCD. Maybe he replays the movies his mind makes when he seems to be sleeping unawares. But perhaps it is I who am unaware of what's really up.
1: Hmm. very nice Ivan um, uh, did, you, did you call in to read that because you heard me mention my cat and you needed to provide a, a counter
5: no I didn't uh, because it's because of the, of the state of, of my dog uh, I had made a pact with him that I would try to keep him alive if he would work with me to keep him through his 17th birthday which is coming in September and I'm hoping he's going to make it he is fading badly now hmm. uh, the poor guy has both heart disease and cancer in the form of a huge sarcoma tumor on his rump that makes it difficult for him to walk without uh, falling over and wobbling but he still insists on taking him for a walk almost every night around the block and that's what this poem is about his way of navigating the sidewalks even though he's been blind for years
1: wow that's that's an that's amazing. I, I certainly uh, appreciate the pact you made with 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 him. I uh, you know, my the cat who's sitting with me uh, in the chair right now um is uh, 18 years old um okay. and has has a couple of, you know, has has a thyroid condition, has a kidney condition and and um I've I've made a pact with him to keep him alive forever, uh, you know, and it involves giving medications you know daily and a special food diet and it's it's working you know i mean he's he's doing really well and i I can only hope the same uh for your dog i i i I completely understand the deep connection one can have with with this kind of companion and uh and um and you know i've i've lost a cat before i'm sure many people have lost cats and people and that kind of thing so it's um um i can only wish you and what's your what's your dog's name Roberto. Roberto. Um,
5: I, I named him after Roberto Benigni, the Italian writer-director, Yeah. because of his exuberance. He was always a puppy, and, and in some ways he still is. He's a tough little guy. He was actually hit by a van years ago, and he, he rolled for about 30 feet, got up ran in the di- driveway. Nothing wrong with him. And then another time he was bitten on the neck by a coyote until I chased it off, and he came through that. So he's hanging in the best he can.
1: And you've, you've had him since he was a puppy? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's really extraordinary. Well, and when's his birthday?
5: His birthday is sometime in September. I don't know exactly when because he was originally purchased from a pet store by the person who gave it, he, him to us when he was about six months old. But it was in sometime in September.
1: Well, my you know my thoughts and hopes are with you and Roberto that uh, that he lives well beyond September, um, and uh, it's great to hear about him and and uh, and to to see that you know he's he's you know will live on forever at the very least in in the poetry that you've written for him.
5: Well, I certainly hope so. He's a wonderful dog.
1: Cool. Well, Ivan, thank you for calling in. I hope you call in again. You know, I I, I think I I nudge you on this every week, but I I run a reading practically in your neighborhood every single Tuesday night, and and you should come down sometime and and participate in the open reading.
5: Yes, I hope I can. There have been a lot of of exigencies that make that impossible for the time being, but hopefully soon.
1: Okay, cool. Well, um, great to hear your voice. Thank you, Ivan, for calling in, and talk to you next time.
5: Thank you very much.
1: Sure. All right, that was uh, Ivan Dreyer calling from uh, here in the San Fernando Valley uh, reading a, a lovely tribute to his uh, his dog. Um, uh, and uh, nothing but the best of uh, healing and longevity thoughts to Roberto, the dog in Northridge, California, um, as I sit here with uh, Tigger the cat uh, licking my arm as I speak with you. Um, him also, 18 years old, and... Uh, and uh, seemingly with every intention to live for uh, a uh, a long, long time on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we just have a couple minutes left. I know I can squeeze one more caller in. If you call now, the number is 646-716-7362. Um, I want to let you know that our next show will be on Sunday, September 14th at 2 o'clock p.m., Pacific Time, that's 5 o'clock Eastern, and for other parts of the world, I'll let you do the math there. I think if you go to Blog Talk Radio and you bookmark the show page, it shows you the show in your own time zone. Uh, So I'm just not good at that kind of math. Uh, But that'll be our next open reading next month. The following month, I'm not sure if we're doing an open reading or not, in addition to the show, which we're definitely happening Uh, definitely be doing which is will be a show on Sunday October 19th Uh, that'll be a show uh, which will be a couple weeks after the end of our contest deadline um, which is uh, uh, Saturday October 4th that's your deadline to uh, both uh, get your uh, there's several steps to entering the contest you have to fill out the entry form and send your poems in uh, and make your payment so um, if so the deadline to fill out your contest entry form is Saturday October 4th Um, If you're paying via PayPal, that's also the deadline to make your payment. Uh, And if you're paying via check through the mail, the deadline to postmark your check is also Saturday, October 4th. And that's also the deadline... To uh, to actually for us to receive your poems, which is the second part, you fill out your entry form, you send in your poems, and then you make your payment. Um, all of that has to happen by October fourth. If you mail mail in your payment and it's uh, postmarked by October fourth, we have to receive it by the following. Wednesday, which is um, 5th, uh, October eighth, I believe, um, or else even if you have paid on time uh, uh, and sent in your entry forms, that's just past the point where where we're able to send poems off to the judges and and get them back and scored on time for them to be able to be included in the contest. So then uh, the judges will be uh, finishing up scoring. There'll be a second round of scoring if uh, necessary, and on Sunday, October. Nineteenth, I think it is. That's the date. uh, In uh, in yes, it is Sunday, October nineteenth at two o'clock p.m. Pacific. We will have a special version of poetry, special edition of poetry for Highway Live, where I will announce the winners of the poetry contest first uh, here on this program. Uh, We will actually go through the top ten scoring positions, and if you happen to be listening, uh, and you score within the top ten positions. Uh, you will uh, be invited to call in and read your poem live on the air. Uh, we've been lucky enough to have several people um, scoring in those top ten positions actually listening to the show and got to hear some of those top-scored poems. We've even been lucky enough to hear some of the winners of the contest, the top three people call in. So that's it. Um, check out all the rules and the guidelines and how to enter, etc., at PoetrySuperHighway.com slash first thing you see at the top of the page is our banner about our contest, or you can send an email to guidelines at poetrysuperhighway.com. Please follow the guidelines uh, carefully. Uh, otherwise, that uh, puts a delay in processing your contest. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, again, our next show is Sunday, September 14th. We'd love to have uh, you uh, call in uh, for that, uh, etc. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everyone, and thanks, for everyone, for listening and calling in. Bye.